Hello, Brenna. Hello, Maureen. Are you ready for some more sad? I am, and I know I know we ended with sad and we're going to start with sad, but like it was a lot of sad for me to take in. Yeah. Um I think this will still be coming out during Hanukkah, I believe. I know it's not the most important Jewish holiday, but happy Hanukkah to everyone who's celebrating. Um, yes. And then I looked it up in Kwanzaa this year is actually a day after Christmas, which is also Boxing oh. Day. So um, just happy holidays to everyone and hope everyone's yeah. staying safe and hopefully, hopefully the last um, sort of months of this situation. Um, I we found out that my my mom, who is a teacher, she will be receiving her vaccine in January. Uh, oh, that's lovely. That's the current plan. No, like you know, confirmation. But she's in basically the second wave after first responders, and mm-hmm. she. So, uh, hopefully, you know, after everyone um, gets that, I think then it's like teachers, and then I'm not sure 100 percent what the plan is, but yeah. But that's the timeline they've given us. Really, really hope everyone who's out there, especially if anyone works in the healthcare industry or anyone who's had their family um, affected. I know this time of the year is probably really difficult for folks who can't see family um, since there Mm -hmm. are so many celebrations. Um, Or maybe a blessing if that's yeah, (laughs) yeah. Maybe maybe this is um, you're just excited to spend your time at home um, and not travel during at least in the northern hemisphere in the crazy weather. yeah, so just I'm throwing that sentiment out there because I want good vibes for the rest of this year, please. Yeah, God. just good vibes. God, just a couple weeks of good vibes, please. <laughs> this week was testing us. Mm-hmm. We won't get into yeah. it, but God, God, it was testing us. <laughs> well, we're also testing poor little Blue Paw because mm-hmm. I'm Ember Heart and I'm Tangle Tongue, and this is Warrior Cats. What is that? <laughs> Yep. Don't Mom's ask me dead. if I'm ready. I'm not ready. Um, That's fair. You're Mom's not ready dead. Ready. Um, and we had some. We've learned a little bit about Goose Feather's prophecies. Sometimes, or not prophecies, but his like reading of the signs. Uh, his his reading of the tea leaves. Uh, I don't. What is like the word for? Um, uh, divination. Deciphering omens. Yeah. It's apparently it's um not really up to snuff, and he may have been feeling kind of pressured by um, the other warriors, which I think is surprising because from the little glimpses we saw of his relationship with at least with um Blue Paw's dad, it didn't seem like he really yeah, gave a Stormtail. crap. Yeah, it looks like he didn't really give yeah. a crap about Stormtail felt. Um, but then Adderfang was like, oh, burp, burp, so maybe he has a different relationship with Adderfang. Yeah, I don't know. And now, and now the leader's kind of, mm, but now we, oh, uh, so we're about to do the vigil. Yeah. And I was thinking about this. I'm sorry. I'm just talking your ear off, but no, it's okay. I had the thought and how the way they do their vigil is kind of interesting when you think about it in the sense of a grieving process, because Mm -hmm. it's kind of like immediately after death. Okay. They kind of wrap it up have that evening of remembrance and then moving on which i think is interesting because like obviously we've seen from the perspective of the other cats like death continues to affect them even after the vigil mm-hmm. and it is but it isn't really like a thing where they like visit where the cat is buried they don't really do that no and I, I guess you know they're in star clan right and i kind of thought that was interesting because it, it, at least in my opinion it's pretty similar to how in at least american culture you have the funeral get all your sad out there and then that's it versus mm-hmm. at least in a few other cultures um like you know uh i believe it's called sitting shiva in in judaism you spend like a, a week or a couple of days kind of observing a death um and i know yeah. like in certain um in, in certain other cultures uh where it's important to spend time with the body they actually like care for the the body after that they've passed you know 
Um, mm-hmm. I, I had a, a co-worker who was a, um, a death doula, um, doula, ah. doula. Yeah. And she, um, just, she was all about, um, sort of bringing people's cultures into funerals and kind of decolonizing, um, American, uh, uh, funerary traditions. And it's just interesting, um, cause I feel like the way the warrior cats, do grief isn't really realistic of how grief works and i kind of realized hmm, the way we as americans handle grief isn't really realistic either because it's it's just kind of like something where you don't really spend a lot of time processing it you know hmm. anyway that was just that was just a thought i had and i would say i'm not very educated on all the different types of grievings but i know at least there are some different traditions I've heard of where they spend a significant more time with, like, the physical body. And they a lot of different ones feel a lot differently about what happens once you pass, so. Yeah. I suppose, you know, it makes sense in the Warriors universe because they know they're not really gone. Yes, and their Star Clan is a known tangible entity it is kind of odd because like maybe you don't get to talk to mom but your cousin does who's the leader like (laughs) and your uncle the medicine cat could yeah that's kind of interesting it's like hey can you tell them that uh i'm a dad now oh yeah i'll well they know yeah but can you tell them (laughs) well and then a lot of times you're not supposed to talk about actually what happens like at the moonstone that's so it's true. like you can't. That is true. Like, you know, Firestar saw Silverstream and he's like, I can't say anything about the Greystripe. But then Silverstream like made it very obvious that she had been watching Greystripe that whole time. Yeah, yeah. Like he saw like all of her love for him and she's like, there I don't need I words. I suppose there still. is like there is some comfort because eventually when the warriors do pass, like when Greystripe eventually does pass, he will see her again. Yeah. So that is kind of the thing. So I guess maybe the way warriors feel about grief and the way it works is probably, it's probably harder when you're younger and may, probably a bit when yeah. you're older if you don't have like the same connection to Star Clan as some of the more holy cats do. But, you know, <laughs> we've seen that sometimes before we knew Firestar was going to be um, the leader, like he was getting visions. Yeah, but you know he was real special. I he know, was a special I know boy. He was special, but like, anyway, we. I I could talk about this forever. We gotta talk about the vigil so we can rip this. Yeah, we should get to this. Rip the bandaid off. <laughs> Blue paw trembles. She can't shake the suspicion that Goose Feather had caused her mother's death. This is really just ruining your relationship with your uncle one hundred and one. The book. She watches as Speckletail and Poppydong collected mint and rosemary to rub into Moonflower's pelt. Larksong and Weed Whisker join them, tucking Moonflower's paws beneath her and lapping her pelt. Weed Whisker. It was I like almost did it and I was like, that's not appropriate. <laughs> Will you sit vigil? Speckletail asks her, rousing her from her grief-stricken trance. Oh, Speckletail, thank you. Moonflower's body lay in the clearing, sleek and peaceful as if she were sleeping. The sun was up. Hmm? I really don't have anything against Speckletail. No, Speckletail's good. You know, even though my, the way I spoke last time has made you think I didn't like her, I do. (laughs) Moonflower's pelt shone silver. With a pang of grief so strong she had to fight for breath. Bluepaw remembers the first time she opened her eyes and how struck she had been by her mother's beauty. It was literally six months ago. She wishes she was back in that nest now, listening to Moonflower's steady breathing, waiting for her to wake up. Will you sit vigil? Speckletail repeated. Oh, right. Rage exploded in Bluepaw's belly. Why did you have to make her look like she's asleep? She's dead. Sunfall came to her and laid a tail on her shoulder. He tells her that no one is trying to pretend that Moonflower is still alive. 
but she's watching her as closely as she ever did. She'll never leave you, Blue Paw. Oh, man. Blue Paw tears away from him. She has left me. I don't want her to be in Star Clan. I want her to be here, where I can see her and talk to her. Wow, she was uh, against Star Clan from the get, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, uh, I suppose she was like, when she declared war on Starkland, she's like, and my mom. And my mom? <laughs> oh, and my mom. Sunfall's gaze was steady. He promises her she'll see her in her dreams. Blue Paw stifles the wail rising in her throat. She crouches beside Moonflower's body, and Snowpaw sits close beside her. They press their noses into their mother's fur. The mint and rosemary had stolen her familiar scent, and the ache in Blue Paw's heart grew sharper. Mm. As the sun set, more of their clanmates joined them. Blue Paw senses the warmth of their bodies, even more noticeable next to the coldness of moonflowers. She presses her muzzle harder against her mother, wishing she could find a little remaining warmth in her fur. But Moonflower was as cold as the earth. You said you would always be here with me. Why did you have to die? <sighs> vigil over. Do they say who was all at the vigil? I mean, all usually all their clanmates come and go, kind of. I suppose. They kind of take turns, unless they're all their children, I suppose, or someone very close to them. Yeah. 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 Um, and, that did bring up yeah, my who, question. I had earlier yeah do like non-leader paths at like ones that won't become leaders and ones that aren't meant to be cast do they have visions um not usually but of course all of our main characters kind of do okay let's <laughs> you know so i'm gonna, you know I'm gonna operate works. on the assumption that it's not impossible because just the way that no that throwaway line not. from sunfall saying you'll see her in your dreams kind of makes me think yeah. that there is at least some, even if it's not as, like, vivid as the medicine cats and the leaders have, because I think that's kind of the process they go through. They get that. Yeah. Like, because I think everyone, at least, not everyone, but uh, most folks have that sort of connection. Yeah. Anyway. Well, depressing. Yeah. On to chapter 10. Woo! <laughs> What's next? We got a lifetime of hurt to get through still. Mouse dung, Blue Paw thought as she slid back down the tree. <laughs> Sunfall tells her not to worry. Squirrels will always be faster in the snow. Obviously, a Blue Paw thinks. She wishes Stonepelt was still her mentor. He never treated her like a mouse brain. I'm sorry. But he. Stonepelt had retired after the battle with Wind Clan because his shoulder never recovered fully oh so he had to go to the elders den huh so you could just say hey uh i know this was giving me a responsibility but well he can't function anymore, right really you know also pretty interesting that sunfall um also had a thing for her mom who's now her uh mentor well now she's stuck with sunfall Poppy Dawn and Swift Breeze kept telling her it was an honor to be mentored by the clan deputy. But Blue Paw wasn't convinced he was such a great mentor. Wow. Just as harsh as your mom about him, huh, girly? <laughs> that squirrel had been the only prey they had seen all morning, and she had let it get away. Snowpaw says she knows how to get prey out of their burrows. By calling to them, Blue Paw asked sarcastically. <laughs> Sparrowpelt asks her how, and Lionpaw leaps onto the root beside Bluepaw. Oh. He had been an apprentice for half a moon and had the typical cockiness of a fresh paw. He'd caught two mice, never seen a battle, and acted like being an apprentice was the best thing in the world. Uh, cause it is. And then you get traumatized, and then it isn't. Bluepaw wonders why he couldn't sit next to his mentor and leave her in peace. <laughs> He will never leave you in peace. He will be padding after you until he dies in front of you. Lionpaw says he wonders what Snowpaw's idea is. 
Blue Pot says, who cares? She's probably scared all the prey back into their burrows already. Lion Paw tells her not to be grumpy. Snow Paw has good ideas. Blue Paw says maybe she thinks if she shouts loud enough, every bit of prey will come out to see what the noise is. Lion Paw ignores her. He says he loves snowy days. Everything looks so clean and bright. Blue Paw growls. You love everything. <laughs> she lets her bad temper flow freely as she slid away from him into the snow. It's cold, but better than listening to Lion Paw. He's always so cheerful. <laughs> Ever since he'd come to the apprentice den, he was always joking and teasing and messing around with the others. Thistlepaw, Sweetpaw, and Rosepaw never stopped purring and fidgeting when Lionpaw was in the den. <laughs> Even Snowpaw seemed happier. Traitor. Had she forgotten about Moonflower? How, how long has it been? Um, oh, they don't tell you. Not really, but Lion Lionpaw and um Lionpaw and Goldenpaw have been born or were born about 3 or 4 months after Bluepaw, I think. So, it might it might be like 1 to 2 months later. Okay. Something like so like it's been some time. Makes sense. Goldenpaw is in the apprentice's den, too, and it felt as crowded and noisy as the nursery had, and Bluepaw envied Leopardfoot and Patchpelt for being in the warrior's den now. So Leopardfoot and Patchpelt, they are warriors. Okay. Leopardfoot. Leopardfoot. Pretty good name. You already know Patchpelt I love. <laughs> Bluepaw goes to Sparrowpelt and Snowpaw and asks what the plan is. Snowpaw said she thought they could leave out nuts or seeds to draw out prey. Bluepaw rolls her eyes and asks if she brought any with her. Snowpaw says not this time, but Goosefeather keeps cob nuts for ointments. They could bring some next time. Bluepaw cuts her off, like Goosefeather would let her use his precious supplies for hunting. Snowpaw says they'd only need a few, and the prey would never eat them because they'd catch them first. Sparrowpelt says he thinks that's a clever idea. And Sunfall says he thinks it might really actually work. Bluepaw scowls at him. She supposes he thinks Snowpaw would have caught that squirrel. <laughs> and she bounds away through the snow. Oh, man. Sunfall calls after her that leaf bear hunting is never easy for any cat. Bluepaw ignores him. Snowpaw tells Sunfall, sorry. She's in one of her moods. How dare Snowpaw apologize for her. She's not her mother. Oof. She keeps running, finding a narrow trail tunneled through the bracken stems. She smells fox. She could use a good fight. Girl, jeez Louise. She's like, all right, I'm sad. Uh, Mom's dead. I'm going to just throw myself into death. Wow. Still our, still our blue, blue star. I, she, she never changed, I guess. Nope. She's in one of her moods. Bluepaw's tail lashes as Snowpaw's words echo in her ears. She tries to ignore the guilt. It's not Snowpaw's fault she's angry. But ever since Moonflower died, she woke with the same hollow sadness. Depression. Yeah. It should be her mother helping her through snowdrifts, not Sunfall. If Moonflower were alive, she could help Bluepaw learn to hunt. Why wasn't she here now? Although, girl, I'd still say it'd be your mentor doing all those things, but... Yeah. The trail widens, and she finds a fox burrow. She feels angry enough to take on a whole family of foxes. As she unsheaths her claws, the bracken behind her crackles. It's Sunfall. What in the name of Star Clan is she doing here? He growls. Oh. Doesn't she smell fox? Uh. Of course I can. Oh. Bluepaw snapped back. Sunfall says there pr there's probably a whole family in there waiting for some mouse brain like her to wander in and give them an easy meal. <laughs> Bluepaw meets his stare defiantly. Sunfall asks if she really thinks she's ready to fight a fox. Something stirs deep inside the burrow. Oh. And fear shoots through Bluepaw. Sunfall nudges her back and says, quick. 
RuPaul lets him guide her back along the trail, and her heart raced as they burst from the bracken. Sunfall says nothing as he follows. He sent the others back to camp already. It's getting late. Bluepaw turns to go back home. Wait, Sunfall says. He'd like to talk to her. He jumps up on a root and clears some space for her to sit next to him. They aren't going home until she's told him what's going on. Bluepaw didn't want to talk with Sunfall. She didn't want to talk to anyone. She wanted to curl up in her nest away from the snow and the cold and her clanmates. She says there's nothing wrong. She's just cold and hungry. Sunfall says we're all cold and hungry. But it doesn't give us a right to be rude or reckless. Bluepaw protests that she wasn't being reckless. Yes, you were. You, you were staring at a fox den. Sunfall's voice is angry. <laughs> you were, you were literally like doing the equivalent of staring down the barrel of a gun, young lady. Yeah, honey. Or like, I suppose <sighs> the equivalent of like poking a sleeping bear. Like it. Mm. Yeah. His gaze burned so fierce that Bluepaw studied her feet, feeling suddenly hot. Sunfall asked Bluepaw how Snowpaw would have felt if she'd been ripped to shreds. She's only just recovering from Moonflower's death. She doesn't need Bluepaw to die as well. Anger flashes through Bluepaw. She wasn't gonna die. Well, what were you gonna do? Catch a fox and bring it home for supper? Maybe. <laughs> now sit down, he says, and tell me what's wrong. Reluctantly, Bluepaw went to sit beside him. She says she's just having a bad day, that's all. Sunfall says it seems like every day is a bad day with you. Harsh. Shut up, shut up, Bluepaw thinks. I mean, that's how, that's uh, kind of how a uh, teenager done is, though. Yeah. And also, like, she's still in grief. Like, I don't know. I mean, I feel, I feel like folks are being a little hard on uh, a, a, a child who's just gone through a recent trauma. I mean, that's just my opinion, but... I mean, it's been a, it's been a month or two. Oh. I mean, yeah, uh, she's still sad, but... Yeah, it's no. been a month and her mom died. I don't... <laughs> it's Leaf Bear, Sunfall says. They need to do their best to provide for the clan. But as far as he can tell, she's not even trying. She asks... She acts as if everything is a chore. She scrapes through her assessments, and he knows she can do better. Ooh. Sometimes he feels like he's wasting his time trying to teach her. And she's so bad-tempered with her clanmates that they're starting to avoid her. And now, when every cat needs to try their hardest, she's hunting as though her mind is filled with feathers and her paws are made of stone. Harsh! His words sting like nettles. Sunfall asks her, why should her clanmates look after her if she won't do the same for them? Her eyes start to prick. I, I, her voice choked. Everything's gone wrong. There's a heavy pause, and Sunfall's tail strokes her back. You miss Moonflower, he says. Of course she does. She died defending her clan. Defending? Bluepaw bristled. They were attacking, not defending. Sunfall asked if she believed they were defending ThunderClan territory as they headed for that battle. Bluepaw nods. So did every cat on that patrol, he says. They thought they were doing what StarClan wanted. They may have been right, they may have been wrong, but fighting for their clan is part of the warrior code. And whatever doubts they have, they can't doubt the code. The forest and our clanmates may change around us, but the warrior code stays the same. He continues. Moonflower knew that. She fought bravely, and she died bravely. Warriors die in battle. It's a fact. But they join Star Clan, where they find old friends and kin. There they watch over us. Bluepaw looks to the darkening sky. Was Moonflower really there, watching? Her heart ached with wanting to believe it was true. Moonflower wants her to be brave like she was, Sunfall says. To do your duty, just as she did. Fury flashes through Bluepaw. You think she wants us to die like she did? For nothing? Sunfall thrashes his tail. Dying for your clan isn't nothing. Sunfall takes a breath. I wish Moonflower were still alive, too, 
he murmurs with a sadness that took Blue Paw by surprise. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was like, he was kind of in love with her, so. This, that's the line that makes me think that maybe he had something for her. Yeah. Then he stood and shook the snow from his tail. But she's not. And Blue Paw can't grieve forever. Her clan needs her, and she needs to concentrate on her training. It'll give her something else to think about. Blue Paw thinks that she doesn't want to think about anything else. Moonflower is not a thorn in her paw to be plucked out and forgotten. She'd show him. She'd be the best apprentice he'd ever saw. She would not forget Moonflower. Sunfall looks to the sky. I'll take you to the gathering tonight, he says. Though, he's not sure she deserves it. Blue Paw bites back the words, don't bother. <laughs> he says it's good for her to see the other clans and to know them in peace as well as battle. Blue Paw thinks, yeah, right, get to know them. The other clans were hardly... <laughs> Once again, zoom in on uh, her husband. <laughs> the other clans were hardly talking to ThunderClan since the battle, and they rebuked them every chance for the cowardly attack and destruction of WindClan's medicine supplies. Can't blame them. ShadowClan had suggested they pay WindClan in prey for the damage. Of course ShadowClan would say that. Thanks, ShadowClan. Blue Paw follows him back to camp. Maybe Sunfall was right, and Moonflower was watching her from Star Clan, willing her to be the best and bravest warrior. So what if Stormtail ignored her? She'd make Moonflower proud instead. She'd be just as brave, just as loyal, and just as willing to die for what she believed. For the first time in Moons, some of the weight in Blue Paw's heart lifted. She takes a deep breath and feels icy air sear her lungs, reminding her that this was Leaf Fair when her clan needed her most. Girl, want to hit me with a cat fact? Yeah, if we're ready for it. Before we go to the gathering? Yeah, we go to before the gathering? we go to the gathering. Let's do a cat fact. Do a cat fact. Sorry, I was like really into that um, uh, father-daughter conversation between a not-father-daughter. Technically now she yeah. has a grandpa, a dad, and her real dad, who isn't her dad, really. Well, yeah, no, yeah, Sunfall's like her new dad yeah, since new she's dad. a new mentor. And she's like, I'm not really into this, mm-hmm. dude. You're not my real dad. He's giving her some really, like, tough love, I would say. Which, I think some of it was pretty constructive, but, I mean, maybe someone should just, like, listen to her for a bit. I don't know, I feel like. When it comes to grief, it, it you can grieve your whole life, but, you know, I, I think what he meant by that is, like, you can't, like, sit around and do nothing for the rest of your life. Yeah, he's like, you gotta kinda get out of this slump and, you know, yeah. be a contributing member of our community. Yeah, I think the most constructive advice he gave there was, like, you know, if you focus on your training, it might help you distract, and she's like, no, I just wanna say you're being sad, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, actually, you're just being stubborn now, you're not even... <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get into this, I'm just going to let you know, don't interject when I get into the okay. cat fact, okay? You're going to want to, okay. but I want you to just, like, suspend suspend your disbelief and go with me. Okay. In the criminal justice system, cat-based laws are weirdly common. Hosts on this podcast, dedicated detectives who investigate these weird cat laws, bring you this segment of cat facts. These are those facts. Long, long time ago, in 2004... Colwyn Nolan uh, applied to the Trinity Southern University uh, located in Dallas. Colby was aiming to get a bachelor's in business administration. Um, So he had taken a few courses at community college. He'd worked in fast food, babysat, and had uh, had his own paper route. So he was, you know, he had some experience, not a a bad application. Um, So he put this in. And Trinity Southern University, they replied to his application and said, um, you know, looking at all of his qualifications, they believed he actually, he didn't even need to go. He, he was ready for his diploma right now. Um, and actually, they believed he had like a GPA of 3.5, just looking at the different things that he sent. Um, if Colby sent uh, Trinity uh, Southern University another additional $100, because he had already paid, $299 for just his application, which is a, a pretty steep 
Um, but if he sent that money, uh, he would be ready for a master's in business administration. And the reason they wanted him to send another $100 is because uh, Trinity Southern University uh, was a diploma mill. Uh, for those who don't know, diploma mills basically you pay like an exorbitant fee and they give you a fake diploma. Colby, he said, sure, yeah, that sounds great. Um, and, you know, he had no idea that this uh, diploma mill was owned by two brothers, Craig and Alton Poe. Um, but there's something Craig and Alton didn't know. Colby was actually six years old. Because Colby was a cat. <laughs> Colby um, had lied on his application um, because he was a cat who was owned by a Pennsylvanian deputy uh, attorney general. Um, and... Once they realized that uh, Colby's application had gotten in, this entirely forged application, um, they brought this to the Attorney General of Pennsylvania. So these were these were two separate people, the uh, Deputy Attorney General who owned Colby and then the actual Attorney General who then sued Trinity Southern University. Um, and in March 2005, the college had assets frozen and owed penalties of up to uh, $100,000. Um, oh, beautiful. And since 2005, um, their website has been down. Um, and I believe they had two other diploma mills or colleges with, I say with quotations, associated with them, but they were shut down. Um, so Colby, uh, he helped shut this down. And very sadly, uh, I couldn't find any like accredited photos of Colby. There, sh there sure were. Um, like you will find this story on a couple different um, places, but uh, there, there's like some like meme photos of it, but like on Facebook and Reddit, but of like a cat with a with a, a graduation cap on. Uh, but I couldn't <laughs> uh, confirm that any of those were actually Colby. And uh, believe it or not, Colby is not the only cat with a degree out there. There are actually uh, quite a few cats. I'm just going to go over quick uh, because Colby is one of the most instrumental that actually helped crack the case. But a couple other cats, um, there was George. Um, he, in 2009, was registered with a few professional uh, places. The British Board of Neurolinguistic Programming, the United Fellowship of Hypnotherapists, and the Professional Hypnotherapy Practitioner Association. Um, wow. And George is actually a registered hypnotherapist. Um, and the reason he's registered is because he's actually helping people help them with their PTSD. So, Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, not sure why exactly he needed all those degrees. Um, but I'm really, he's doing good work with to those. To make sure you knew he was qualified. Right, so. Excuse me, Brenna. Yeah, no, and there was actually, um, another hypnotherapy cat, uh, Zoe D. Katza, um, or Zoe the Cat, mm -hmm. uh, who was owned, uh, by, uh, Steve K.D. Eichel, uh, in 2001, Eichel, uh, got several, uh, hypnotherapy certifications for his cat, and, um, that actually ended up bringing, <laughs> some attention to how easy it was to get the hypnotherapy credentials um and uh, zoe was actually accredited in uh, a couple curriculums after that that's beautiful a couple other folks um kitty o'malley um got a high school diploma uh kitty o'malley was also known as spanky um and uh it that was in 1970 um, but unfortunately, uh, Kitty O'Malley was not able to get into college with their, uh, oh. high school diploma, which I don't think is fair, but apparently mm. the state attorney general office was planning on, um, investigating the situation. Uh, but since this happened in 1973, I don't think there's been many updates to the case. Uh, <laughs> a shame. Henrietta, uh, in 2004, uh, uh, obtained a diploma in nutrition. Um, in oh. uh, from a UK, but he, uh, uh, their owner was Ben Goldacre, a UK based physician and scientist journalist. Um, and that was also investigated. And the owner Goldacre said, uh, 
and I quote, it's a particular honor since dear sweet little Hetty died about a year ago, unquote. So not sure what why Henrietta got a degree, so I think someone might have stolen this cat's identity, possibly? That would be the funniest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, and also, um, Oliver Greenhall was accepted as a fellow in the English Associations of Estate Agents and Valuers um, after he paid 11 guineas. Um, his two references were not actually verified when he submitted this. Uh, uh-huh. And, uh, the reason this happened is because uh, Oliver's owner, Michael uh, Greenhall, was a, a cameraman uh, with a news program and was investigating bogus professional associations. And finally, uh, Oreo C. Collins, who was born around 2007, um, she uh, got a diploma from Jefferson High School online in 2009, um, though her her age was falsified i will say she was only about um right you know one or two uh, when she but you know cat years right right um and this was also investigation by the better business bureau um looking into uh this online college and the owner of oreo was uh kevin kelvin collins uh, who was the head of the Central Georgia Better Business Bureau. So, cats have gotten degrees, and most of the time it's been for uh, uh, hypnotherapy, <laughs> strangely. Uh, or it's, I, want my, I want to get my cat a degree. Apparently, if you pay enough money um, to a, uh, a scam, you can. Um, God, I wish I had any money. Yeah, and I didn't really, I didn't really get into it, but... Uh, In the first case we talked about um, with Colby Nolan, it was shown that they had spammed, like, hundreds of thousands of people with offers for their fake college, which I believe is what originally brought their attention. And I don't Mm -hmm. believe the college itself was fake. Like, it existed, but it was, like, just, like, a business. It's like a money laundering kind of situation where it's, like, just kind of an empty space. Yeah. So, uh... There you go. That was your cat fact. Some cats with degrees. Um, I will have a link. Smart, smart cat. Yeah, I will link into um, some of the news coverage of uh, Colby Nolan and also the Wikipedia article that shows not only cats, but also a couple other animals that had fraudulent (laughs) diplomas. Uh, There's dogs and cats are the main culprits. Um, I want to, I'm looking for a horse get a degree but heck yeah but looks like mainly um just uh dogs and cats it, you know it's interesting because fdc willard if you remember um the co-author of that scientific journal mm-hmm. uh he didn't have to get a degree he just was like i'm gonna write the scientific journal so cats you should get an honorary degree right and what i'm saying is a degree doesn't define you you don't have to get a degree to be successful well that's true but if you hang it on your wall, it makes you look smart. True. Just don't look too close that, that it says comics. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, let's go to a gathering now that we've got silky, go silky, moody, blue paw. Yeah. Well, maybe there's someone who can cheer her up. Oh? Blue paw's ears ached with cold by the time they reached four trees. Sunfall pauses beside Pine Star and notes that River Clan isn't there yet. Shadow Clan and Wind Clan are, though, but it hasn't been long by the smell of it. Featherwhisker says he can't imagine any cat wanting to be out long on a night like this. Lionpaw asks if they can go down yet. <laughs> this would be he and Goldenpaw's first gathering. Oh, joy. Bluepaw wonders if he's nervous at all. Probably not. He, he's never a single thought in his head. I love this old boy. Oh, he's so good. Goldenpaw is shivering, and it wasn't just the cold. Bluepaw tries to catch her eye to reassure her, but her eyes are fixed on the cats below. Goldenpaw says she didn't think there would be so many. <laughs> Dappletail runs her tail down the apprentice's, her apprentice's spine, telling her not to worry. A lot of a lot of tail rubbing in this book. That's like the second, second or third noteworthy moment of, of no, tails. No, yeah, that's what they. That's 
Yeah, no, they do that a lot. They d- I feel like we haven't really mentioned that before. Maybe it's a quirk of the writer mm. that I just haven't noticed because I'm not physically. This is Kate. I think I said it was Cherith last week, and I meant Kate. Oh, it's Kate. There we go. Cat fact correction. Although Kate, Kate has said she doesn't like doing as much gore, but I thought that battle was uh pretty full. Apparently, of Kate was just like, you know what? Gauntlets off. I'm ready for this fist fight. <laughs> she chose violence this time. <laughs> Snowpaw circled Thistlepaw, and she says if any cat says anything about the battle with WindClan, she'll shred them. She's sick of hearing about it. Pinestar flashes her a stern look. <laughs> there will be no shredding anyone. He's like, for real, we can't. We all, we're in embarrassment right now. Windflight growls that they must be bored of it too by now. Adderfang snorts, any excuse to provoke us. And he tells Thistlepaw to stay with him, because he nearly fought with a Shadow Clan apprentice last time. Thistlepaw objects that he'd told him only cowards turn away from a fight. Adderfink glares. Not at him. when we are under a truce. Yeah, well, he says he shouldn't. He didn't say he shouldn't have fought him, just not at a gathering. Right. He's too impulsive. <laughs> Thistlepaw says, but he said he looked like a kit. Ooh. Snowpaw says softly that he doesn't look like a kit this moon. And Bluepaw dug her claws hard into the snow. Don't, don't. Shut up. Don't. I mean, it's fine. Don't be so mad that your sister has emotions and desires and feelings. <laughs> you guys are all teens. This is normal. It's it's only going to get worse. Like, it really is. It super is. Sunfall says they should go down. Eyes flashed from below as the cats turned to watch ThunderClan arrive. Pinestar nods and signals his clan with a flick of his tail. Bluepaw bounds forward. Her pelt brushes against Sunfalls as she tries to keep up. Her paws skidded in the snow, and she's running faster and faster, <laughs> trying to keep her balance. Uh, the... Her clanmates are <laughs> kicking up snow, trying to hold their course on the slippery slope. It's it's only her second time, and she's like, this still sucks! They thundered into the clearing too fast, scattering Wind Clan and Shadow Clan cats. <laughs> They all basically slipped down the hill. <laughs> you know, yakety sack. I want that to play. <laughs> Watch out, a Wind Clan warrior leapt out of the way. This is a gathering, not a battle, a Shadow Clan cat yowled. And elders who were sharing tongues scrambled away, hissing. <laughs> Snowpaw barges into Bluepaw as she slid to an unceremonious halt, tumbling against Sunfall. Oh my god. Watch out, a Wind Clan. Clan cat sneered. It's icy in case they haven't noticed. Bluepaw spins around. She recognizes Hawkheart at once. Uh-oh. It was the first time she'd seen him since he'd killed Moonflower. Yeah, wow. Blood roared in Bluepaw's ears. We haven't really talked about how awkward that is. She doesn't hear Sunfall beside her until her breath stirred in her ear fur. Star Clan will judge him, he tells her. But Blue Paul wonders if they were wrong to attack. Perhaps they'll forgive him. Yeah, Blue Paul lifts her chin and stares at Hawkheart, and she doesn't flinch when his gaze meets hers. Well, if it isn't the Kit Warrior, he says, are you an apprentice at last? Before Blue Paul can answer him. Heatherstar comes between them. She tells Hawkheart to go wait beside the Great Rock. Like, hey, dude, don't antagonize the kid whose mom you think. Yeah, also, all my respect to Heatherstar. Like, she... She's on top she's doing, of it. She, like, knows that he is a problem. And, like, like yeah. the whole battle, she was like, dude, stop murdering. That's the thing we don't do. You're that medicine cat. And then she, like, she's like, he's like, I'm coming. And she's like, no, you're not. He's like, I am. And she's like, cut. Now I'm going to have to pay attention to him the whole time instead of doing my job. Awful. Awful. <sighs> Pinestar. She greets him coldly. Oh, yeah. Heatherstar. Uh, Pinestar uh, says, nodding. Uh, awkward. Heatherstar's blue <laughs> awkward. eyes flashed. And she went to join her clanmates. Hey. Hey, guys. Sorry, we, uh... <laughs> that, was, that was our bad. We'll be real. Oopsies. That's Tall Tale, Snowpaw says, nodding towards the black and white tom whispering in Heatherstar's ear. Wait! Sparrow pelts. 
Sparrow Pelt thinks he'll be Wind Clan leader one day. Tall Star's name was Tall Tail? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! His name was Tall Tail? Yeah. Oh, I just realized it meant tail as in his tail and not like a, t- a tall tail. <gasps> body part oh that sucks i would you still i like it a lot uh i'm gonna continue to believe it's spelled t-a-l-e instead of t-a-i-l because uh the fact that like it makes him seem like a whimsical a whimsical man like a a mysterious young man who's here to who to wait how old is he did he just become because he's still around when Blue Star, he is, but no, he's he's older than Blue Star. Wow, and he's still not dead, huh? He must take care oh, of those I mean, lives. Wait till you see how old uh, some of these cats live. Okay, well, but he must he must be very careful with those eight lives. He's not he's not a thunderclap. Okay. I mean, I don't think he's much older. I mean, I think he's okay. I'd like to assume that he like just, but he is the oldest of them. Yeah. I mean, you can kind of tell by he's like, I've seen this before, and I did not enjoy it the first time around. (laughs) Well, Snowpaw says he's a good warrior and smart, and Talltail's eyes flash towards them, gleaming with accusation. Bluepaw Uh says anyone would think the battle was only a sunrise ago the way they're staring. Uh, it was like a month ago, guys. I don't... I don't think any of these reactions are necessarily a month or two, maybe even three. Like, well, I suppose they said that they had some experiences with the other cats, so yeah, it must have been at least two or three. Thistlepaws, Thistlepaws already been to a gathering before. Okay, and so two or three. Like I said, Lionpaw and Goldenpaw were like three to four moons younger. So. Okay, but like in a regular, if in a regular time, they only see these folks like once or twice. In a couple months, so like, of course yeah. they're still bitter. It's probably every yeah. time they see you, they're just reminded of how like awful that was. Snowpaw presses against her and tells her not to let them worry her. Goldenpaw asks if it's always like this, eyes round with worry. <laughs> no, um, actually, the first time I came, uh, it, I think it was actually good, um, but then we managed to mess that up. Lionpaw asks, what's the point of a truce if everyone's so grumpy? They may as well fight. <laughs> Goldenpaw says maybe River Clan will be friendlier if they get here, Snowpaw says, oh scanning the slopes for any sign of them. Oh no. Bluepaw shivers. Maybe they couldn't make it through the snow. Claws scraping the stone causes Bluepaw to turn. Cedar Star, Shadow Clan's leader, climbs the Great Rock and calls for the clans to gather. Cedar Star? Adderfang at cedar star oh oh like the like the uh tree adderfang asks who put him in charge the clans gather closer to the rock and blue paw is grateful for the warmth of her clan mates the leaders gather on the rock and pine star sat beside cedar star heather star followed but she sat a short distance from the thunder clan leader windflight calls that they can't start without river clan a Shadow Clan warrior asks if they should freeze to death waiting. Heather okay. Star says they should begin, and murmurs of agreement come from the gathered cats. As Cedar Star stood up, a yowl sounded from the hillside. Wait, Dappletail called, stretching up on her hind legs. Here comes River Clan. Dun da da! River Clan cats streamed towards the clearing, snow f- flying as they careered down the hillside oh man i thought they would i thought like something had gone wrong but oh they're just like making an nope. entrance <laughs> their paws crunched in the snow as they skidded to a halt in the clearing holy crap Hill star jumped our, onto the great rock our connection just got minced up so it sounded like a <gasps> song it was like crunch a munch a munch 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 and i was like <laughs> uh but they were crunching in cr- crunching crunching and munching and on their way up okay yep hailstar jumped up onto the great rock oh, awesome <laughs> names everyone everyone hailstar hailstar yeah like i am i am a giant piece of ice from the sky ready to ruin your day river clan cats flooded around thunder clan and pressed in among them their pe- 
pelts were cold and damp, and the stench of fish made Bluepaw dizzy. <clears throat> Snowpaw rubs her nose with a paw and asks, couldn't they have gone to go get warm with Shadow Clan, or at least hold their stinky breath? Wow, wow! Yikes! River Clan wasn't treating them like they had green cough. Yeah. Hailstar, still breathless from his run, says they should start. Something heavy shoved Bluepaw from behind, and she almost lost her balance on the icy ground. She jerks her head around and says, watch out! A stocky gray tabby sat behind her. Clumsy mouse brain, she thinks. You nearly knocked me over. She stops mid-hiss. His mouth is odd-looking, twisted, as if put on upside down. She stares, surprised by how strange it made him look. Okay. Hi, he says. <laughs> I'm Crooked Paw. He looked far too big to still have an apprentice name, but it certainly wasn't his paw that was crooked. Oh, okay, alright, wow. Uh, Blue-paw, literally, that's how your names work. God, God girl! Judgey McJudgerson, come on! Oh, he shrugged. I'm guessing my warrior name will be Crooked Jaw, he joked. So he was an apprentice. Blue-paw tries to think of something to say to him that wouldn't sound rude. Too Unless, late. he says flicking his tail under her nose. My tail goes the same way. Oh my <laughs> Then Hailstar might have to rethink. Was that supposed to be funny? Yes, it is! It was hilarious. Her heart sank as Crooked Paw shrugged and looked away, eyes darkening. I knew cats would stare at me, he says. And Blue Paw feels hot with guilt. She apologizes. He had surprised her, that's all. And he says he'd better get used to it until everyone gets used to me. The playfulness returns to his eyes. He says at least no one ever forgets his name. What's yours? Oh. Blue Paw. Crooked Paw sat back and looked her up and down. You're not very blue, he says. Wow. Blue Paw purrs. I look more blue in the daylight, she teases. The, the, the animosity, but like, broness between these two already is. Oh, I love this. This is one of my favorite favorite untouchable like, this is amazing crooked paw asks if this is her first gathering blue paw shakes her head then she knows what's going on what do the leaders talk about no a river clan warrior hisses in his ear that if he listened he might find out she's like i've never figured out what happened after i missed my first test crooked paw ducked to blue paw and whispered which one is pine star she flicks her tail towards Pine Star, but can't take her eyes off Crooked Paw. Why hadn't he been to a gathering before? He must have been an apprentice for moons. So she asks, why hadn't he come before? He whispers that he was apprenticed late. He was a sickly kit. Not anymore, though. He thinks he surprised the whole clan by growing this big. <sighs> Blue Paw's whiskers twitched. She liked this cat. Hush, Dappletail said, leaning over. The leaders are speaking. Sorry, Crooked Jaw says, eyes sparkling with mischief. Wait, Crooked Jaw? He waits. Crooked Paw. Crooked Paw. Oh, okay. Oops. <laughs> he waits for Dappletail to turn back to the Great Rock, then whispers in Blue Paw's ear. Which one is Heather Star? She points <laughs> out the small one. And Cedar Star is next to her. Then she gestures to the medicine cats. That's Goosefeather, our medicine cat. The white she-cat is Sage Whisker, Shadow Clan's medicine cat. She shudders, and that's Hawkheart. Don't you like him? Crooked Paw asks. <laughs> he killed my mother. Oh, oh, that would that probably change my opinion on someone too. Fair. Blue Paw feels Crooked Paw's tail touch her cheek lightly, then whisk away. Where are the deputies? Crooked Paw asks. Sunfall glances back over <sighs> his shoulder. The ThunderClan deputy is right in front of you, and he'll pin your whiskers if you don't do as you're told and be quiet. <laughs> Blue, Paw, <laughs> Blue Paw flinches, but sees Crooked Paw rolling his eyes. Did nothing phase this cat? No, and stifles I don't think anything purr. will. She stifles a purr and turns back to watch the leaders. Heather Star is at the edge of the rock. 
We have restocked our medicine supplies, she says, eyes flashing towards the ThunderClan cats. Yes, it did take and us a their, while. And all their elders and kits have finally recovered from the attack. Sunfall growls. They fought only warriors. No kit or elder was attacked. Oh, I'm sorry, Heatherstar says. I meant to say, our kits and elders have finally recovered from the shock of being invaded without warning and seeing their kin brutally attacked in their own nest. <coughs> You know. Oh my god! No chill. Not holding. She's a queen. She's a queen. You know what? Good for her. And you know what? The prey is running well despite the snow. Blue Pond narrows her eyes. Heather Star's pelt is well groomed, but it clung to her small frame, and she could see the bones beneath. The clan is well fed, she continued. She's lying, Blue Star thinks. Hatterfang snarled. He supposes that's why they've stopped hunting on their territory. Heatherstar spat that they never hunted on ThunderClan territory. Stop trying to justify your cowardly attack. Pelts bristled around Blue Paw and growls rippled through the clans. Hatterfang flattened his ears. He's itching for a fight, and by the sound of it, so are the other clans. Okay, guys, this is very unchill. Our attack was not unprovoked stormtail growled you destroyed a clan's medicine supplies yeah it was it, i i would say it was pretty unprovoked blue Paw glances anxiously up at the leaders how are they going to stop the rising tide of rage that seemed to be flooding the hollow heather star blinked and stepped back from the edge cedar star watched the cats through narrowed eyes pine star and hail star shifted their paws no one wanted to be the first to show weakness by trying to soothe ruffled pelts. Alarm shot through Blue Paw, lifting the fur along her spine. Great Star Clan, it's cold. Crooked Paw pressed against her. <laughs> He's like, Blue I don't even care. Looking to see if any other clanmates were glaring at them for getting too close. But everyone is focused on the Great Rock. Blue Paw relaxed. The warmth of Crooked Paw's pelt and the breeziness of his mew soothed her fur. She was being too sensitive. Pinestar steps forward and announces that ThunderClan is thriving. He introduces Lionpaw and Goldenpaw as well as Leopardfoot Foot and Patchpelt, but the clan stayed silent. And Bluepaw thinks that's awful petty, because usually all the clans, you know, shout their names. Pinestar finishes that their apprentices are making good progress and their elders are well fed. Bluepaw's uncomfortable with Pinestar's lie as she remembers Weed Whisker's shrunken belly. She looks to Crooked Paw, but his eyes are fixed on Hailstar, who took Pinestar's place. Hailstar announces that the two legs are gone from the river and the fishing is good. They also have a new warrior. Who? Oakheart. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, there he is! There he is! There he is! WindClan and ShadowClan cheered. And Blue Paw thinks, how dare they? That's my brother, Crooked Paw says. Oh my god. Oakheart is his littermate. Oh my god. Blue Paw stretches up to see him, but can only see the reddish brown tips of his ears. Girl, you Crooked don't Paw even says he's know. great. He caught a fish on his first day as an apprentice. Blue Paw thinks that she's caught a squirrel. Oh my god. Crooked Paw says that when Oakheart becomes leader, he'll make him deputy. How modest, Blue Paw thinks. Alright, you don't even know he's wingmanning so hard. He doesn't even know. Yeah, I suppose. She says she has a sister and gestures to Snowpaw. She's a brilliant hunter, too. Crooked Paw says if they both become leaders, they could be deputies together. Blue Paw says, I want to be the leader. Crooked Paw looks surprised, then purrs. Of course. Dappletail hits both her both of their ears with her paws and hushes them. <laughs> She's like smack. Yeah, she turns around and does like that smack smack. <laughs> She's like, shut up. Cedar Star is speaking. He announces that his deputy Stonetooth is moving to the elders' den. Blue Paw whispers that he doesn't look so old. Cedar Star says Ragged Pelt will take his place. 
Ragged Pelt was much bigger, making Stonetooth look withered and scrawny. Bluepaw's fur lifts. She didn't like the look of Ragged Pelt. ShadowClan yowls his name in approval. Featherwhisker's eyes narrow as he watches this. Bluepaw wonders if he knows this change signaled trouble. She looks to Goosefeather, but he's just staring absently at the trees. Sagewhisker, which is ShadowClan's medicine cat, cheers loudly for Ragged Pelt. A young cat cheers alongside her. Her apprentice, maybe? But she doesn't look like a ShadowClan cat. She has thick gray fur, a flat face, and large amber eyes. As Blue Paul watches, the cat pauses and turns her gaze towards him. Blue Paul's breath seemed to catch for a moment before she turned away to continue cheering for her clanmate. Was that gay? I think, I mean, I think she's had like a couple moments. Did she just look at Yellow Fang? That, okay. You realize that was Yellow Fang. We were talking about Yellow Fang. I, I know. I was like, I was really, I was trying to savor the moment, okay? And I, what I was going to say was um, earlier when she was like, I don't understand why my sister and all the other girls keep talking about boys like they matter. Uh, that was like pretty gay girl. <laughs> like, in my opinion, in my headcanon, she is bi um, because I don't want to devalue her relationship with Oakheart. But man, mm-hmm. uh, the chemistry between between her and Yellowfang, even from right now, is undeniable. In that moment, was just her breath catches. Yeah, like that's that's all. There's no straight reason for there that. There is no straight explanation. <laughs> and Blue Paw wonders what it must be like to be Shadow Clan to cheer for a Shadow Clan warrior. She may see them every moon, but she'll never really know them never understand their loyalties and the bonds that connected them to their clanmates as tightly as she was bound to hers. The gathering was over, and the cats start to split up. She turns to say goodbye to Crooked Paw, but he's already padding away with another warrior. He glances over his shoulder and blinks at her before disappearing. The clans won't share tongues tonight. It's far too cold. <laughs> Who was that? Snowpaw asks. The River Clan Tom she was talking to. Uh, the brother of my Blue-paw eventual says it was boyfriend. Crooked-paw. An apprentice. Snowpaw says it sounded like they were getting to know each other pretty well. Her mew is tinged with accusation. <laughs> so? Snowpaw says she should be careful about getting friendly with cats from other clans. Bluepaw says they were only chatting. There's a truce. They're supposed to be friendly. Snowpaw says not that friendly. Blue Paw lashes her tail. Just because she talks to another cat doesn't mean she's mooning over him like Snowpaw does to Thistlepaw. Snowpaw hisses. She's just jealous. Jealous of her and Thistlepaw? No way! Snowpaw is already walking away after Sparrowpelt. Sunfall asks her if she's coming. She goes to his side and asks if she's being too friendly with Crookedpaw. Sunfall chides her gently that she was being too noisy. Bluepaw asks if it's okay to make friends with cats from other clans. Not friends, Sunfall says, but it makes sense to get to know them. There's a lot they can learn from each other, not just how to fight. Sunfall says to save the talking for after next time, please. Mm-hmm. Bluepaw apologizes. Crooked Paul is just chatty, that's all. Sunfall's whiskers twitch and he flicks her flank with his tail. They should get home before their paws turn to ice. And I think that's where we'll stop for today. Alrighty. Well, introductions to some familiar faces there. Yeah, we saw tall, yeah, we did. We saw tall tail, yellow fang, and crooked, crooked star. Just, just. Tall star, yellow fang, crooked star. I think it's hilarious that, um, crooked paw, like, was like, I'll be deputy, and then, and then he ends up becoming leader. And uh, from what it seems like, Oakheart does not ever become leader. Um, no, he was deputy when he died. Oh right. So it's very. It's kind of a funny sisteroo. She's like, I'm gonna be leader, and he's like, Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> maybe I should. Maybe think I should. About maybe that. I should raise my 
my gold is a little higher. I so that was very wholesome. I appreciated that. That was some. That was I, that was good. Solved the wound of last time. Hey, Blue Pot, did you pick the wrong brother? She might have picked, but like I think. But not nah, crooked, crooked paw, crooked star's wife is actually like the best. I feel like uh, they're like, they're like, they're kind of like such good bros. I feel like bros. it's like one of those situations right where everyone thinks that they're dating, but in reality they're just like, you know, they're just they they get each other. I think they growing out. Yeah, they're growing out. Um, for now. Yeah, I think I think it would make sense if if like I I I don't know enough about Oakheart really. But I could see where people would let be like, oh man, ideal. That's the thing is that for a while, oh, we'll get into it later. Okay, <laughs> we'll we'll meet Ocart eventually. Eventually, we'll actually meet Ocart. Alrighty. So, yeah. Well, <sighs> we're still gonna be in winter. Yeah. Next time. Okay. I was just looking to see where we'd be, so we're still gonna be in winter. Um. But hopefully not for too much longer, because everybody's really, really hungry. <laughs> well, I'm Emberheart. And I'm Tangletongue. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that?